Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team continues to shoot themselves in the foot time after time after time after time on their way to losing a 23-18 game to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 25th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making this show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you so much. Definitely appreciate you in a major way. And of course, thank you to my man Ari. He makes sure we're up on YouTube each and every day. He does a hell of a job producing the show and we definitely appreciate him. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254. And of course, we got the Lockdown Raider podcast. Podcast voicemail line is 707-654-4693. The Raiders lose the game 23-18 to the Pittsburgh Steelers to drop to 1-2 and two on the season. So coming up in segment number three, don't have any calls or texts today because I'm going to take you inside the Raiders locker room. So there's a lot of different players that we had an opportunity to talk to uh, following the game. And of course, you can imagine it wasn't a super happy locker room, but still had an opportunity to talk to multiple players. So we're going to let you hear from Max Crosby. We're going to let you hear from Devontae Adams and Nate Hobbs, three of the leaders on the squad. You're going to hear from coming up in segment number three segment number two going to talk about the consistent shooting themselves in the foot the consistently not making plays when they need to make plays and the offense what is going on with the offense is scoring less than 20 points a game all that comes up in segment number two of today's lockdown Raiders podcast here in segment number one just kind of give you the numbers on the game and just kind of how it all shook out and you know even the vibe of Allegiant Stadium we'll get to that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show which is LinkedIn Jobs they help you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL that's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply I'll definitely tell you a lot more about them later on the show and off top man want to give a big thanks to everyone that met me at the torch on Sunday Sunday night football thought it was awesome plenty of people came up to me and shouted out Kimani my son uh, called it Kimani's game hashtag Kimani's game I was really overwhelmed with uh, appreciation I think that's the best way to word it. Appreciation for all the kind words for uh, for Kimani and for my family again definitely appreciate that in a major way and of course, the game didn't shake out the way that any of us wanted it to. But, uh, you know, just for everyone that came up to me and, you know, shook my hand, took a picture or, like you know, just said, hey, prayers for the family. Like I said, I definitely appreciate that. Now, on Sunday, I'll say uh, it was about what at first it felt like it was about a 50 50 crowd when it came to the Steeler fans and Raider fans. But as the game wore on and the Steelers continued to make plays, it sounded like it was about 70 30 Steeler fans to, uh, to Raider fans. And I know a lot of Raider Nation was there. But, man, the Steeler fans were loud and proud. And at one point, I remember looking over at uh, Lindsey Brown in the in the press box. She was sitting right next to me, and I said, man, that is an embarrassing sound right there when when the Steelers make a good play and all of a sudden the building erupts. That's, that is just something that shouldn't happen in your home stadium. I know we've talked about this plenty of times on this show and on the radio or wherever uh, anyone else will listen. But, man, that, that, that was really, really bad. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I talk about it all the time. Las Vegas being a destination location. Of course, opposing fans are going to want to go. But, man, the Raiders have got to start winning at home. You've got to start winning at home consistently and, and make, 
make fans uh, upset when they when they come in and see their team get beat by the Raiders. But man, uh, the culture is not there. You know, everything that we heard about in the offseason about getting the culture where it needs to be, raising the standards, it just was not there, and it hasn't been there. And they need to they need to find a way to get there. It's early in the season, so I don't want to hit the panic button. Don't want to act like the sky is falling. You know, I never overreact to some people's uh, appreciation, and other people get mad about that. Other people get mad because I'm not yelling and screaming and pulling my hair out. I'm not going to do that, right? I'm just not. I'm going to try to come to this show with a level head each and every time, no matter how bad the performance was. And simply, the Raiders losing 23 to 18 to the Steelers tells some of the story. It really, in my opinion, should have been a blowout. Pittsburgh should have blown out the, uh, the Raiders, but it just lets you know how not good the, uh, the Steelers' offense was. Even though they were able to make plays on Sunday night, they still, like I said, they had so many opportunities to really put the Raiders away and blow them out, and they let them hang around, hang around, hang around to the point where the Raiders almost pulled it off at the end. Now, they didn't, but they almost pulled it off at the end. At least it felt like they were going to. So just taking a little look at the numbers real quick, Jimmy G, 28 for 44 for 324 yards, two touchdowns, and three more interceptions, increasing his uh, interception total for the season up to six. But let me go back to the total pass attempts. 44, that should never happen. Jimmy G should never throw the ball 44 times a game. It just should not happen. And I know you got to do whatever you can do to try to be successful, but the run game clearly wasn't working. And all it was was the throw the ball to Devontae and throw the ball to Jacoby Myers show. And again, I get it when it's working. I get it. Devontae Adams is a fantastic player. He's going to make more plays than he's not. But if you can't spread the ball around the yard, what is the point of having all the weapons, right? There is some kind of disconnect where the ball's not going where it needs to be going to, to more than just two guys. It's literally the Devontae and, and, and J- Jacoby show. That's what it was week one. It was Jacoby and Devontae week one. Week two, it was Devontae and Josh Jacobs because Jacoby was out. And then week three, it was Devontae and Jacoby. Uh, Jimmy was sacked four times. He had been sacked zero times going into the game Sunday night, but uh, T.J. Watt and company was just too much. Uh, they were consistently in the backfield and and uh, putting Jimmy on his backside, and he got hit a few times. It looked really bad. As a matter of fact, uh, after the game, I was told by uh, Raiders PR that Jimmy G is being uh, checked out for a concussion, so he never came to the podium because of, uh, again, evaluation for a concussion, so we'll find out about that probably today. Uh, Josh McDaniels will talk to the media at some point, so he'll probably give us an update at that point, but uh, yeah, it was not a good day for Jimmy G. It was not a good day for the offensive line. It wasn't really a good day for the offense in general, as far as I'm concerned. I mentioned Devontae Adams and it being the Devontae Adams show. 20 targets on the night. 13 catches, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. That's great, right? I mean, there was times when Darren Waller would get targeted 20 times, but Again, there's so many weapons between Devontae, Jacoby, Hunter, Josh Jacobs, uh, Michael Mayer, right, Austin Hooper. There's so many different weapons out there. You would think that they can get some other guys involved, but it was literally uh, Devontae and Jacoby. And at some point, you just knew, all right, here we go. They're dropping back to pass. It's going to go to Devontae. We're 17. We're 17. We're 16. We're 17. We're 16. It's like it became a running joke in the press box. Every time he, uh, Jimmy went back to pass, we're like, all right, 17's turn. All right, 16. So it was like 17, 16. 17, 16, 17, 17, 17, 16, right? I mean, it's just, it's just how it felt. And then every once in a while, you sprinkle in, uh, you know, a Hunter Renfro or a Josh Jacobs. Look, Devontae had 20 targets, 13 catches, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. Jacoby Myers, 12 targets, seven catches, 85 yards. That's 32 targets between the two of them. And, 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 and uh, Jimmy G threw the ball 44 times. But 32 of them went to either Devontae Adams or Jacoby Myers. Josh Jacobs had three catches. Renfro had two. One for DeAndre Carter and two catches for Abdullah uh, as well. So that was it. 
Not a whole lot of spreading the ball around uh, outside of Devontae and Jacoby, and it just, it's just not going to work. And then 17 carries for Josh Jacobs for 62 yards, which is his best performance of the season, but most of those yards came late in the game. Early in the game, they weren't able to run anything again, right? And, and that's got to be established. I talked about it uh, quite a bit leading into the game on Sunday. You've got to be able to establish the running game, and you've got to be able to protect the ball. And the Raiders did neither on Sunday. They didn't protect the ball. Jimmy G threw three interceptions, and uh, Josh Jacobs wasn't able to get started until very late in the game again and still had an opportunity to be in there at the end, which was incredible to me. But they were. They were right there hanging around again because the Steelers' defense, or yeah, Steelers' offense just wasn't good enough to, uh, you know, to put the Raiders away when they had the chance. If you look at the Raiders' defense, Max Crosby had one sack, and the Raiders had five tackles for loss. And that was really it. Marcus Peters had an opportunity for a pick six. Would have been a game changer. It was right in his hands. He was by himself. I mean, he could have walked into the end zone. It happened right in front of me, and he put the ball on the ground, right? I say it all the time. If you allow teams to not pay for the mistakes that they make, then you're going to end up suffering in the end. And on that drive, uh, the Raiders got the ball back, but they could have had points. Like Marcus Peters not only would have came up with the pick, but it would have been a pick six. There's no doubt about it. It would have changed the whole trajectory of the game. It was 7-7 at the time. Peters would have scored. It would have made it 14-7, and the building would have erupted for the Raiders instead of erupting for the Steelers. And it's unfortunately, he put it on the ground, and then all of a sudden, well, you don't get those points. Now, again, you get the ball back, but you can't get those points back. You just simply can't. And so that was a huge missed opportunity. So uh, the defense had a chance to make a play, didn't make the play. Kenny Pickett on the day came in. Offense wasn't very, very good. I kept saying, don't be that team that allows them all of a sudden to get that offense cooking. Kenny Pickett, 16 for 28, 235 yards and two touchdowns. He was okay. He was okay. It wasn't great. He kept the play, the, the, uh, you know, the, the play alive a few times with his legs. But for the most part, he was just okay. Pittsburgh ran, though, for over 100 yards. They had 105 yards to be exact, and that was something that they had struggled to do as well. So they were a lot more balanced than the Raiders were. Again, Jimmy G threw for 324, and Jacobs ran for 62 yards. So the balance was way better for the Steelers than it was for the Raiders. And most importantly, they had no turnovers. So that was, that was the key right there. The Steelers had no turnovers. The Raiders had three, and the Raiders lost by five. I mean, it's simple math, right? It's simple math. You cannot give the ball away consistently. If you give the ball away, then you're going to lose games. And now the Raiders are one and two, and they've given the ball away at least by interception six times and by fumble once. It, it, that's not going to work. And, and Jimmy is supposed to be a guy that's going to protect the ball. I know he's going to give you a wide Jimmy throw each and every game, at least one, but a couple of those interceptions were just ridiculous. Matter of fact, both those interceptions were ridiculous. The third one was just at the end of the game. He just kind of threw it up with 12 seconds left and was trying to hit Jacoby Myers uh, along the sideline or someone along the sideline. I forget who it was, but it was just an overthrown interception. But just, you know, these, giving the ball to the other team uh, is, is, is just becoming uh, way too habit forming, right? Six interceptions through three games is not going to get it done. The offense has been a struggle. We'll talk about that in segment number two, but 17 t- points. 10 points and 18 points. That's what they scored in the first three games. 17 with a win, 10 with a loss, 18 with a loss. It's not going to be enough in 2023. Uh, AFC West, as it stands right now, the Chiefs are 2-1. and one. Uh, They improved with a win on Sunday. The Chargers, they picked up their first victory of the season, even though the Vikings uh, had an opportunity to, to win that one. The Chargers tried to give it back, saying, no, no, we don't really want it. Tried to give it to, to the Vikings, and the Vikings said, no, no, we really don't want it, so you keep it. So the Chargers are 1-2, and two, Raiders are 1-2, and two, and the Broncos got drubbed by the Dolphins, and they're 0-3 uh, after losing 70-20. to 20 on Sunday. So there you go. Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders, followed by the Broncos in the AFC West. Coming up in segment number two, self-inflicted wounds. 
turnovers, penalties, missed opportunities, offense struggling. All that's coming up in segment number two after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. What you need to do is post a job, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. They got simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires for its leading competitors. Right now, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find that qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about the self-inflicted wounds that the Raiders have been doing so far through three weeks, right? And they got away with it week one against the Denver Broncos. I talked about it right after that game and said that way that they played is not going to work week two against Buffalo. It's not going to work week three against the Steelers. It's not going to work week four against the Chargers. And it hasn't, right? It's shown so far two weeks in a row that you cannot play a little bit sloppy. You cannot take advantage of opportunities uh, and not take advantage of opportunities opportunities because you're going to lose those games and right now the Raiders are losing games and it does not look good the locker room was not happy they know that there's a disconnect Devontae was pretty upset even though he put in a monster game pretty upset that they can't all get on the same page and it's just it's self-inflicted wounds which is wild because that's something that has been an emphasis that's something that's been talked about from the top down from coach McDaniels to every coach that they have from the players in the locker room they all have said that they they can't turn the ball over can't have a bunch of penalties and, and got to take advantage when they have an opportunity to make plays and they just simply haven't done that they've had three weeks in a row now where they should have turnovers under their belt and they don't two of them were because of penalties and one was because of a drop Right, Marcus Peters, again, I mentioned it in segment number one, drops an easy pick six. Easy. I had James Jones in the press box behind me. Him and Amber Theo Harris were sitting right behind me. And while Kenny Pickett is starting to throw the ball, like he's starting to go in the motion, James Jones is behind me and says, oh, that's a pick six. And you saw it develop. It was almost like it was in slow motion. And, man, he got that ball and put it right on the ground. And I looked back at James, and he looked at me. He's like, you got to have those. You got to have those. Those are game-changing moments. That changes the game to 14-7, to and all the momentum is riding with the Raiders. And Allegiant Stadium, all the supporters of the Silver and Black are fired up. Instead, they, they put it on the ground. They get the ball back, right? They don't give any points up, but they get the ball back. But you don't get the points that you were supposed to get. Seven penalties, 60 yards. They were four for 13 on third down. Right. And, and look, this is one thing. And I don't like to come out here and 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 bash the coaches or question the coaches because, look, they're the coaches and I'm not. And I know some people want me to. Some people want me to come on here and give you 35 minutes of me just bashing Josh McDaniels, bashing Patrick Graham, bashing everyone and firing everyone. And again, as I mentioned before, it's not my style. I'm not going to do that. I'm trying to stay even kill as much as possible. You don't need that negative energy. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, give you sell you a bag of goods, not doing that. But at the same time, you don't need just someone to come in here and be the most negative dude in the world because it's not going to do any good for anyone. But I will say down by, you know, what were they down by uh, seven or eight? What was it at the end of the game? No, they were down by eight. Yeah, they were down by eight and it was fourth down from the eight yard line. 
and they decide to kick a field goal. And I, I really, uh, a couple plays later, or earlier, they had kicked the field goal as well. They were going to uh, kick it on like fourth and, and four, fourth and six, whatever the case may be. They kicked the field goal, but then the Steelers had a stupid penalty, an absolute stupid penalty that gave the Raiders a first down. And, you know, they, they'd already taken the three points off the board. I'm like, okay, now you have to go for the touchdown. And they didn't. And I understand, you know, you get the points. You think that, all right, the defense is going to give you an opportunity to get the ball back and then go and try to score a touchdown wins the game. Like, I understand that. And in theory, that probably makes a lot of sense. But at that stage of the game, even though the defense was playing better, I'm not counting on them just to be able to get the ball back. Right? Oh, hey, there's no doubt they're going to get the ball back and give Jimmy G and company an opportunity to do it. They, they, they just – I thought that that was a mistake. I thought not going for it from the eight-yard line, it was like, what, fourth and in, in goal or fourth and four, whatever the case may be. I don't even remember what the down and distance was. But I remember as soon as they tried to Carlson back out there for the second time, I thought, that's a, that's a mistake, man. You got to go for – you got to go for the touchdown, right? I, I'd rather them go out going for the touchdown than kick a field goal, be down five, and hope that they're going to get the ball back. And by the time they got the ball back, it was only 12 seconds left in the game. They had no timeouts. So that's not going to get it done. Matter of fact, I'm um, watching the replay right now. It's, it's okay. 23-15, 3-11 left to go. Uh, Carlson hits the field goal, and they get a penalty. Uh, Steelers get a stupid penalty. So, boom, the Raiders get the ball back. So this is like a huge sequence right here. And I, I remember, uh, like, stats and, stats and information from ESPN. Okay, third and four. Let's see, third and four. Jimmy G throws it, and Jacoby Myers can't get it out of bounds. So it's fourth and four. Yeah, fourth and four, 225 left to go. The Raiders kick the field goal. I would have gone for it there. I thought that that was the right decision to go for it. I think stats and information from ESPN said if they go for it on fourth and down, fourth and four, uh, it's like a 15% uh, win percent chance. If they kick the field goal, which is what they did, is a 10%. So neither one of the percentages were very good, but I would have much rather gone for it and then at least knew that, oh, you know, you were trying to, you were trying to be aggressive, and that's, that's how you lost. But either way you look at it, man, they just are a very undisciplined team right now. And their offense looks really bad. And that's one of the things that I talked about all offseason, all training camp, all preseason, that the strength of the Raiders team was going to be the offense. And I was hoping that the defense was going to be able to be complimentary. The offense isn't even the strength. Like, I don't really even know where the strength is right now. Outside of, like, A.J. Cole and, and, and Daniel Carlson, I don't know what the strength is. Devontae Adams is, is strong as an individual, but... You know, the, 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 the offense is just bad. Again, you score 17 points, 10 points, and 18 points. You wonder what the hell is going on. Josh McDaniels' claim to fame, at least as far as I was concerned, was he's an offensive-minded coach, right? He's really strong when it comes to dialing up the plays, you know, making the, uh, the matchup so it's, uh, the team is in a favorable position. You got Josh Jacobs, who is the, the reigning rushing champion from 2022. He can't get going. Jimmy G's turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Right. And nobody else can get involved in the passing game outside of Devontae and Jacoby Myers. Like this is not a well-oiled machine. Again, I again, one of the biggest things that I hung my head on all season was I'm not or off season was I'm not going to worry about the offense. They're going to be fine. Matter of fact, they're going to be really good. They're going to be really dangerous. These are my words. And they're not. And, and I don't understand why that's such a problem. You know, in the first two weeks, you know, the first week they only possessed the ball six times. So, okay, never really got in a rhythm. Last week against the Bills, only had the ball 13 snaps in the second half. Okay, that's fine. You know, that's, that's pretty wonky. That's unusual. Well, they had the ball plenty of times on Sunday night, plenty of times, and still couldn't get anything going. It's just like they have one drive that's really good. They get into the end zone. You know, that fourth, fourth and inches play, and Jimmy G throws to Devontae, and it gets in the end zone. That was great, right? I mean, it was, it, was, it was ballsy, but it was great, right? They made the play. They made it happen, and they get in the end zone. And then all of a sudden, it's just like it gets stale. 
and they can't muster anything. And I know the Steelers have a pretty good defense, but it isn't that stinking good. And not to be able to really generate anything in the, on the ground until late in the game, it's, it's, I, I don't get it. But think about this. Jimmy G's thrown six interceptions this season. Hunter Renfro has three catches. Three. That's it. And I just, I mean, I feel like he's on the back of a milk carton. And I don't know what it's going to take to get him more involved. Uh, I asked Coach McDaniels about that last week, and he said, yeah, you know, we missed him a few times. We should have got him the ball. But at this point, it's almost like he's out there for nothing. And I know that, you know, it's only week three and they can find a way to get him more involved. But, man, it just seems like if you're not 17 or 16, you're not involved in this offense. And that's going to be a problem moving forward. These defenses are smart. They're just going to, you know, they're, they're, they're even going to allow, okay, fine, let Devontae get off. Let Jacoby go ahead. Nobody else is going to get off, right? And so it's just, it's just too hard to score at a high level if you're so predictable. And this offense right now is stale. It's broken. It's predictable. It's, it's a problem, right? And then the defense makes some plays here and there. And Max Crosby said, you know, and you'll hear it in segment number three, you know, they, they make plays on defense, and then the offense is, is gone away. And then the offense makes plays, and the defense is gone away. Like, they can't play consistently together at the same time. Like, the offense can't complement the defense, and the defense complement the offense. It's like they're always, you know, it's either one or the other. It can never be both. That's, that's got to change. It really has, and I, I'm not too sure what's going to be, you know, what's going to be the answer. I really don't. I don't know how they fix it. I know they're going to be playing a Chargers team this upcoming week that puts up points. So the Raiders are destined to lose this game if they can't put up more than 20 points. You're not going to win games if you can't get over 20 points. The Chargers are going to put up points. Now, they're going to give you an opportunity to come back and win the game. They, they just do that. But if you can't get over 20 points, you're not going to win. It's just that simple. So the Raiders have a lot to figure out. They got to look in the mirror, figure it out. You know, last week was embarrassing. I said, just burn the film. Don't worry about it. Just don't allow it to beat you twice. Well, now this one, you've got to study the film and say, okay, what in the hell do we got to do to make sure this is a whole lot better? But there's just too many self-inflicted wounds, too many penalties, too many interceptions, turnovers, not creating turnovers, and missed opportunities. When you have an opportunity to, to have a big play, you got to come up with it. And the Raiders, unfortunately, aren't coming up with the big play when they need to come up with the big play. So, you know, I know that the question, the, the fourth down call and kicking the field goal is going to be questioned a lot. I know Coach McDaniels was questioned about it uh, after the game, and he gave his reasoning, and he's going to stick to that. Uh, I personally just think it was a mistake. But, again, it's just my thoughts. I'm sure the Raider Nation probably feels that, uh, you know, it was a mistake as well. I know some people tweeted at me. It was like, no, it's the right call. Okay, cool. Just my opinion. I think it was a bad decision. I thought they should have gone for it on fourth down. But uh, the Raiders have a lot a lot to clean up, man. They really do. It's not panic mode. Again, it's not, you know, hit the panic button or sky is falling or, you know, this, that, and the other. It's not time to start talking about the draft. But if they can't figure this offense thing out and, and figure out how to be consistently better than they are right now, it's going to be a really long season. I had a buddy of mine text me during the game and said, man, this is going to be a terrible season if this can't get turned around sooner rather than later and I said yeah you know what you're absolutely right if this doesn't get fixed up and cleaned up it's going to be a long long season for the silver and black and that is unfortunate because Raider Nation deserves better than what they're seeing out there on the field consistently uh, the first three weeks of the season even though the Raiders do have one victory on the year and now they turn all their attention to the LA Chargers coming up in segment number three we'll take you inside the Raiders locker room you'll hear from Max Crosby you'll hear from Devontae Adams and Nate Hobbs all that's coming up after I tell you about DoorDash. If you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door 
With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. Burnt your last piece of toast, avocados have gone bad, maybe the hot sauce bottle's empty and you just need it, right? Grocery delivery from DoorDash will hook you up. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. Now you can get those grocery deliveries that actually delivers too. Thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood, and that even helps out your local economy with each and every single order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. You can sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourselves. And if you even want more value, you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with zero money Zero dollar delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. The easy substitution is right in the app and best in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want. As a matter of fact, right now, get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. This is segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Normally, we have the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, your calls and texts, 707-654-4693. But when I get a ch- chance to go into the locker room and get some sound, I do like to bring that to the show as well. We've got all week long to get calls and texts on. And believe me, there's a ton of calls and texts, and they all pretty much were the same. Fire Coach McDaniels, fire Patrick Graham. Uh, this team sucks, <laughs> right? What the hell's going on with Jimmy G? This, that, and the other. Like, it was a lot of that. And we will get to that. And I respect all the calls and texts, especially if you take the time to actually call in or text in. But I do want to bring some sound so you can hear from the players themselves, especially the ones that matter. Like, we had an opportunity to talk to a lot. Amir Abdullah, Robert Spillane, Josh Jacobs, Michael Mayer, Adam Butler, Divine Diablo, Jacoby Myers, Nate Hobbs, Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, got all those guys in the Raiders locker room following the game. So you're going to hear from Crosby, Adams, and Hobbs here in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. So start off with Mad Max Crosby, right? Uh, obviously, he's the leader of the defense. Uh, he, they, they go as he goes. He had a sack on, uh, on Sunday. It's his uh, what third sack of the season, which is great, but uh, the Raiders aren't getting it done. They're not winning games. Uh, they've only won one. That was that first game against Denver, and they're not finding ways to get enough pressure. So uh, here's Max Crosby following the game in the Raiders locker room. It's a tough one tonight. What did you see out there? What was the biggest disconnect? Um, you know, we just got to play together for four quarters. You know, there's times in the game where we play well. You know, there's times in the games where we have ups and downs. Um, it's just about consistency. Um, and it comes down to the basics, you know, doing your job at a high level um, for 60 minutes or, or more. So, uh, yeah, that's what, you know, I feel like we got to improve on. Uh, you know, it's a collective group thing you know we got to just keep you know building in the right direction I feel like you guys are getting closer to where you need to be yeah I think we are um it's just you know obviously it's disappointing home opener you, you know we you know we could have played better and that's upsetting and uh you know it's just NFL you got to find ways to improve and uh that's what I do every day and that's what I try to you know show my teammates so just got to keep going forward. You guys obviously needed a three and out there late in the game. How much confidence do you have that you guys will be able to get that? Um, we had a lot. You know, we kept going back out on the field, and we were talking the whole time. You know, everybody stayed calm. Nobody, you know, blinked. It was just we're going to go get a stop, give our offense a chance, go get a stop, get our offense a chance. Um, you know, and that's that's what you know what we do. That's what we're paid to do. 
Um, and I feel like the guys responded really well today. Um, you know, there's things we can clean up, but overall, you know, I'm proud of those guys. To try and take a positive from this, do you point to the added pressure you guys did able to get today? Um, yeah, you know, we. I feel like overall on the defensive line, we played better. Um, guys were playing free, um, playing um, relentless, and that's all you can ask for. You know, so I'm proud of those guys. You know, we, we had a great week, and, uh, you know, we fell a little bit short, but um, we have the Chargers next, so we got to, you know, watch the film and then, you know, improve from there. Max, as a captain, what do you say to your teammates to get past it? Because this one obviously hurts. What do you say? You know, you can feel bad for yourself or, you know, you know, come in here and put your head down and moan, but that's, you know, that's a personal problem. Either come in here to get better. Every day you step in the building, you come in intentionally, ready to get better. Um, and that's it. You know, you can come in and do the same mediocre shit, and that's the results you're going to get. Or you can come in and do your job at, a, at the highest level possible, from recovery to nutrition to sleep to your performance and practice to details, your pad level, everything matters. And that's what I talk to the guys, you know, um, after the game about, you know, it's just about every detail, you know, everything matters. In the NFL, a lot of games are close, and uh, that's the difference between winning and losing. So, um, yeah. Max, the, the fact that you guys fought to get to within one score. Yeah. Is that is that carryoverable? Can you can you carry that over? And is that something to focus on rather than just a lot? Yeah, you obviously you got to clean up the negatives, clean up the things that weren't, um, you know, perfect. But yeah, you know, I felt like the guys responded, um, and that was good to see. Fell short. Um, but we didn't need to be in that position in the first place. So that's what we got to look at. We got to see where we can improve both sides of the ball um, and special teams and, uh, you know, figure out how we can win these games. You know, week one, we found out how to win the game in a close one. Um, this is another one, you know, very close, but we didn't make enough plays at the end um, to come through. So, yeah, you know, we got to watch the film first and go from there. Devontae was not pointing a finger at anyone. I don't want to imply that to you, but he was talking about this team hurting itself, my term, not his self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. Is that the most frustrating part, Max, when it's it's not the, what the Steelers did, it's a lot about what the Raiders did to themselves? 100%. As, you know, the NFL is, it really everybody's good. You know what I mean? Everybody's elite at what they do. is the best players in the world. Um, the teams that win are the teams that don't beat themselves. It's simple as that. Penalties, um, finishing plays, run into the ball, using your hand, it's everything matters. And uh, it's not college football, it's not high school. You know, every, like I said, everything matters. Um, and Devontae is 100% right. And he has a right to be frustrated because that dude shows up every single day and he gets better. And, you know, me and him are tight as ever because that's how we are from day one. Um, and that's why he's elite. And, you know, he has the right to, you know, feel that way. And uh, I feel the exact same way. You know, we... Uh, we got to stop beating ourselves, and it's uh, something we got to look at and just, you know, find how we can, you know, avoid doing that. Max, he also said last, question, last, last, year was, last year was about talking about it. This year is about actually doing it. Yeah. Do you kind of share that same sentiment as well? Yeah, 100%. You know, we got to do it. It's simple as that. We got to win. It is frustrating. Um, but you can complain about it. You figure it out. You know, there's no other option. We're here. We're week three. We're one and two. Got to play the Chargers. We got to win. So it's simple as that. You know, guys got to buy in. Everyone's got to be locked in. And you know, it's literally recovery starts right now. Watching the film starts now. It doesn't stop. Um, and that's got to be everybody. And that's got to be got to be the mindset. You know, you can feel bad for yourselves, but it's not going to do anything. So uh, 
you know, just be a, you know, I'm going to be a positive light. Not, you know, I know the leaders will as well. So we just got to, you know, bounce back from this. You mentioned the finishing plays and everyone bought in. Are you seeing that? Yeah, you know, I feel, appreciate you, Nico. Um, yeah, you know, there's obviously room for improvement. Everybody mm-hmm. can be better. But, yeah, you know, I don't think the guys being ready or playing hard is the issue. You know, we always can play harder. That's what I encourage everybody to do. So we just got to look at the film and, and see what we got to get better at. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, man. So there was Max, and it's funny, I doubled back after we talked to him. You probably heard uh, Cam in the background say, all right, last one, last one, and then Vinny asked a question. And so I kind of hovered around, and then I asked, I doubled back and was like, Max, let me ask you one more question. And that's when I asked him that one at the end about finishing plays and everybody, you know, bought in because he mentioned that. He was like, everyone's got to be bought in and everyone's got to finish plays. And I asked him, do you feel like everyone's bought in is trying to finish the plays the same way? And he said yes, but his body language said no, right? His, his, his words were yes, everyone is. Our effort is, is really high up there. But his body language told me that maybe not everybody, in his opinion, is all the way bought in. But he didn't say that. But I thought that that was an observation. That's why I, I wanted to bring it to the table because, uh, yeah, it was something that, you know, I observed. And also hearing Devontae Adams, it sounds like that there could be a couple of players that are not really on the page that they're supposed to be in. And I don't know who that is. All I can do is continue to observe and listen. But, again, just from body language and, and from what these guys are saying, that's what I'm going off of. Speaking of Devontae Adams, he had plenty to say following the game, and here is that conversation in the Raiders locker room. Um, I mean, I haven't said anything. Sometimes you need um, you know, to process and figure out what exactly to say. So, you know, we heard from Coach, and we had a few conversations visually, but tough because this, this is a really good team. We have a lot of potential. I would say that a good team to improve. Has some potential. We got the players. We just got to, uh, on both sides of the ball, and stop putting ourselves in such um, tough to overcome positions. You know, we, we had way many of those today. And you know, whether it's penalties or you know sacks or you know we didn't make the play outside, whatever it was, got to take care of the ball. And it's just not how you you, know, you you look at all these analytics and all these things. Teams that are one with the you know the turnover battle and all these things, and they don't mean shit until you go out there and you play ball. And we just we we having a tough time consistently doing that right now. And I don't want to act like it's all crazy. It's, you know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around. You know, and it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish identity, and we uh we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. It can look so good for one series and then kind of go dormant for a while and then, and then it clicks again. How do you avoid some of those longer longer droughts offensively? Sticking to what works and, and executing. We got to, we got to obviously as a coaching staff, you know, defense and offense, special teams, do what, what helps us, you know, move the ball the best as possible. And when we get a call, regardless of what it is, we got to go out there and execute. Man, you look at what the Dolphins did today. I mean, these boys running the ball late in the game, you know, for putting up points, doing it, you know, where, when it's when it's clear. I mean, they were throwing it too, but in situations, a lot of situations where it's clear they're going to run it. And you gotta you gotta figure out a way to do that, you know, and that's not throwing anybody under the bus because I love my teammates and I believe in each and every man in this locker room. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about accountability, and uh, you know I'm doing everything that I can. I know nobody's out here trying to not do it, but it's it's not about trying in this league. You know, everybody's out here trying for the most part. You gotta figure out a way to do it. Not a fourth down that you guys have kicks with the stay on the field going for it. I don't get into that stuff. That's a trap, and I, you know, at the end of the day, I, my job is not to call plays. I go and run routes. 
are you a numbers guy at all? Do you do you know what you did tonight with all, with all the catches and who who you're passing on some of these lists? I have no idea. I, I, I go and run the route each one and add it up at the end. But I know I don't to answer your question. I'm, I'm not sure at all. Exactly. What do you guys have to do to make sure like you find the third? This can be a trying situation. We've got to be real with ourselves, man. When we we get these uh we get this, these opportunities to come after you know watch tape together and. and do these constructive things, we gotta get something out of it. And that's not just talking and doing all of that, but it's about putting it to action, figuring out what's wrong and doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about it. We gotta go out there and do it. You know, that's, that's, a, that's the theme of this year is doing it, not just talking about it and figuring out what we need to do. We did all that last year. This year we gotta do about it. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, it literally doesn't matter. You know, this isn't. This wasn't to this isn't week 16 when you're out of it and you're trying to, you know, set the record like Megatron, like that. You know, situation like that, you're obviously out of it. You still want to win that game, but it's a different situation. We week three, me going and having 259 yards or whatever, and you know, we take a L. It don't matter. So gotta gotta put it the W behind the game. So there's Devontae right there. A few different things that you heard him say that he doesn't have time for. Uh, you know, figuring things out, taking all year long to. Uh, figure out the identity of the team, and and I respect that, right? The guy is, what, 30 years old, 31 years old, whatever the case may be, uh, and he's playing at a very high level, had a great day on Sunday, but ultimately Devontae wants to win. Devontae don't care about those individual stats, the, you know, oh, he had a great game or you had a, a, you know, one of your best games in your career. That's fine, but at the end of the day, they lost, right? And you saw how happy and heard how happy he was on uh, after the first week when the Raiders won in Denver, right? He said it was ugly, but they won. That's all that matters. And he didn't have a big-time game that day, but he had a big-time game on Sunday. What he cares about the most is winning. Just like last year when they were losing, he said, hey, you know, losing sucks, right? We work all week really hard to get to play the game and have fun. Well, we're not having fun because we're losing. So right now they're on a two-game losing streak, and I know that's not fun. It's just not. You know, they're not getting it done. Uh, there's, there's some kind of disconnect. They're turning the ball over, and right now it's a two-man show offensively, and that has got to change as well so let's flip back over to the defensive side of things and Nate Hobbs had a couple minutes to catch up with him following the game and you know just really started off talking about what he saw from the Steelers what they did what made the you know and then what he thought their performance the Raiders uh, defensive performance looked like on Sunday they got up to a fast start they got some football the game and then you give them any play that you don't play 100%. They're going to take advantage of something. It was just a couple plays. In the, in the first half, we, you know what I'm saying, we gave up. We let them have. And that can't happen in this game. But the second half, we, we brought that juice. We do what we do. So I feel like we gave us gave us a chance to win. You guys so, uh, obviously need to get a three and out there on the last. How much confidence did you have in the defense the way you were playing at that point? You'd be able to get it. Uh, all the confidence in the world. I feel like when we on, we can match up with any offense. Um, like, we got the energy. Like I said, we playing fast. We can match up any offense. So. Nate, today you were kind of a little moved around a little bit more than usually. Are you were at nickel? You were outside. You're kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, how much fun is it to be that versatile? And how do you think you were able to help your team in that regard? Um, I just think they put um, PG been putting us as players in position to um, make plays. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's wherever inside, outside. So I just like the way he lets us 
gonna make plays, and I feel like uh, whatever I can do to help the team win, so I'm gonna do. Creating turnovers was a big emphasis of the offseason, training camp, preseason, and everything. It just seems like it's really close. The team is really close to making some plays here and there. How frustrating is it that it's just not, hasn't clicked yet? Nah, it's definitely frustrating on my part, too. I feel like that's a lot of my fault because it's plays that I'm almost having. You know what I'm saying? I look back on film like, man, I could have got that ball out, and I'm not getting it out how I want to. So it's very frustrating, but, um, like, the football guys, they're going to repay you. You know, you keep going hard, you keep playing keep trying to get that ball, it's going to gonna give it to you. So we just got to keep going. How would you, I guess how disappointing after you guys win the first game to have these two matches back to back and I guess what is the mood of the team right now? I mean, it's definitely disappointing, but it's a 17, 18 week regular season. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody, week 15, 16, we're not going to be talking about this at all. And then it wouldn't have mattered if we won or lost. We won seven in a row, lost seven in a row, didn't end up being a problem. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, it's my third year in the league, and I and I understand that the third game don't make or break you. Of course, you want that win, but it really matters in late October, November. You know what I'm saying? What type of ball you playing? How close do you feel like this team is to gelling and being on the same page with each other? Uh, we right there, bro. But close don't count. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to execute. Trying to do something is never, never quite works out. You know, when you go execute out there, then. That's when you win games, so. The mobility that Pickett showed, how much did that kind of give you guys some troubles on the back end? In terms of I mean, it alive? was a couple plays I feel like he kept alive, but I feel like for the most part, we haven't contained. We just, we got to play complimentary football. You know what I'm saying? And in this league, truthfully, that's going to happen, bro. You're going to have a quarterback almost every game that's going to scramble for a, a first down or two or three. You know what I'm saying? You just got to keep playing. We got to play common football, like I said. So there was Nate Hobbs trying to be as positive as possible, you know, having confidence. He said he has all the confidence in the world. The team has all the confidence. They just got to go make the plays. But uh, you heard what he said when I asked him about, you know, the emphasis has been on creating turnovers, getting the ball back, you know, putting uh, putting your hands on the quarterback, putting your hands on the ball. And he said, that's my fault. There was a couple that I looked at on film that I should have got the ball out. Uh, I had an opportunity to, and I didn't. So I think all these guys are aware of it. But something that I said they talked about all offseason, all training camp, all preseason from everybody, from the coaches to the players, that they were going to focus on turnovers. Right now through three games, no turnovers. They've had an opportunity to have three of them, which would be a great start, but right now they have none. No turnovers, and that's all because of themselves. Going back to what we were talking about in segment number two, all self-inflicted wounds. They've got to figure out a way to clean that up. They've got to be able to figure out a way to finish plays. Right, creating that turnover. Marcus Peters putting the ball on the ground, that's not finishing the play. It's not. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. You did 75% of the job correctly, and then the rest of it, 25%, you didn't do. You, you went and made the break on the ball, had it hit you in your hands, and then you dropped it. And all you had to do was catch it and run, and that's a touchdown. Again, the game is a, is a, different, a different ball game. I mean, obviously, Pittsburgh would have played it a little bit differently, but the Raiders lose by five. Marcus Peters gets a pick six. That's six and a t- and an extra point of seven so I would rather take in that chance and see how the game shook out after that but you got to be able to put points up on the board again the good teams come up with the plays when they have to do it when the, the ball is there to be made the, there's a the play on the ball you make it Marcus Peters put the ball on the ground that was a huge huge uh, fumble of the bag at that opportunity he had a great opportunity to make a big time play for the Raiders and really help them get going get cooking and he wasn't able to do it and that that hurt the team. And then he was one of the first out of the locker room. 
He was one of the first out of the locker room. I looked up and I saw him. And I usually, when I go into the locker room, I try to approach these guys after they get dressed. While they're getting dressed, I, I, I'll sit there and I'll see, that okay, this guy's getting dressed. I'll wait for him to finish. Then I'll go approach him. So Marcus was getting dressed. And I wanted to go talk to him. I looked back. I turned back. He was already gone. So he was dressed and gone immediately. Right. So sometimes that's what happens. These guys will get out of there quick. You know, so, you know, I, I try, like I said, I try to be respectful to their time and not be hovering over them while they're, they're getting dressed. It's kind of, you know, weird. But sometimes if you want to talk to a certain dude, sometimes you have to do it because, well, they'll bounce out quick, fast, in a hurry. And Marcus Peters was probably one of the first ones out of the Raiders locker room on Sunday evening. But got a chance to catch up to a lot of guys. Crosby, Adams, Hobb. You heard from all three of those guys on the show today. Amir Abdullah, Robert Spillane, Josh Jacobs, Michael Mayer, Adam Butler, Devon Diablo, Jacoby Morris, Myers, excuse me, were all guys that we talked to in the Raiders locker room. Sunday following the game. Apologize for uh, getting the show up a little bit later than normal. It was a late, late Sunday night, early uh, Monday morning, but uh, definitely appreciate you tuning in to the Lockdown Raiders podcast, making it your first listen of the day. Uh, sorry that the Raiders didn't win Kimani's game. I was hoping that they would, but again, thank you so much for all the the, the heartfelt wishes and, and all the, the kind words that were said to me at Allegiant Stadium on, uh, on Sunday. I definitely appreciate it in a major way and, and really, truly, thank you so much for tuning into the show for three minutes or 33 minutes, whatever the case may be. So till tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.